1: Final hour of the get right. We're Reggie KG on one zero five three. of the fan, Kevin Gray, Will Chambers, Regal, Mendoza, holding it down for Yo. you on your turn it on, leave it on stage. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey at the text line, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation with you until 11 o'clock tonight here on this Thursday night on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers really appreciate you tuning us on Twitch at twitch.tv/dallasfancam and on YouTube as well search 105 through the fan on YouTube and hit the subscribe button while you're there. Your headlines at the top of the hour here on this Thursday as we have uh we had we had a preseason NFL game tonight and as we kick off those headlines it's over in Philadelphia shout out to the browns and the bengal's who tied 18 to 18 at lincoln financial field where at one point Regals, we kick off the headlines here on this thursday night a baseball game had broke out at lincoln financial field where at one point i the, mean the score in this game was 3 to 2 at the end of the first quarter it sucked
0: i mean <laughs> i mean, uh, I mean you did have DTR, blue, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, generally preseason football does in that way. But yeah, he went 13 of 25 for 164 yards and a touchdown in this game. Or excuse me, uh, just 13 of 25, 164 yards. Uh, Trey Sermon, five carries, 54 yards, and a touchdown for the Philadelphia Eagles as the game ends in an 18 to 18 tie in preseason week number two action in the National Football League. It's about all I'll say on that game because nobody really gives a damn. Yep. Do you, do you mind
0: real quick if I give a quick shout out? Oh, Tristan McCollum sh- uh, shout out him was a Sam Houston alumni played plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. Brother Zion McCollum plays for the Houston Texans. Okay. okay.
1: That's what's up. Um, And a little preseason action there. As we continue here with your headlines on this, uh, <laughs> on this Thursday night. Okay. So speaking of the NFL, and I just came across this a little while ago. Uh, you got the, you got the you got this Tyreek Hill audio ready now.
0: Yeah, I I saw the did, headline. Did you see this? I saw the headline. If you're going with where if you're gaming.
1: Okay, so apparently <laughs> Tyreek Hill, who's you know arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, save for Justin Jefferson, probably check out how my man gets down with preparing to play football games. Listen very closely to Tyreek Hill and what he has to say.
2: Nah, so so I feel like Madden has a good tell of how good players are. So I just played Madden the night before, and I go <laughs> look at all their ratings. So let's say, for instance, they had Steve Nelson and Derek Stingley over there, two phenomenal players, by the way. Um, I just go get on Madden. I go to the EA rosters. Then I scroll down and see what their awareness is, their speed is, and their sprint, and that's how I get a good tell on
1: them. Hold on. Wait, did, my man, did my man say they sprint? Yeah. Yeah. Run that back. Run that back. Tyreek Hill on how Madden apparently prepares in for football. Just play that back.
2: Nah, so so I feel like Madden has a good tale of how good players are. So I just played Madden the night before, and I go look at all their ratings. So let's say, for instance, they had Steve Nelson and Derek Stingley over there. Two phenomenal players, by the way. Um, I just go. Get on Madden. I go to the EA rosters, then I scroll down and see what their awareness is, their speed is, and they sprint, and that's how I get a good tail.
1: And they sprint. Mm-hmm. So the inference here, it sounds like, because I I refuse to believe this. I refuse to believe this. The inference here is, my man watches and plays Madden the night before games instead of watching film. He, his accent was what was getting me. I mean, yeah, that that's that that, that that's that's thing. For <laughs> Um, But he watches and plays Madden for, you know, awareness, speed, strength, apparently, uh, among other things, to get an idea on the scouting report for players. Now, I, again, I refuse to believe that Tyreek Hill is out here not watching tape. Like Kyler Murray, on the other hand, all right, there's that. But I refuse to believe that Tyreek Hill is not watching film. Do, do you believe this? <sighs> Well, look, it, he has this, to watch I, a film. I, so right? this
0: comes up also with the uh, like Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football Doc. You know the we know uh, untold. That cat, we know what that cat was doing. Yeah, but and when he said like zero hours, long. zero point zero zero, iPad zero, zero. Yeah, but you're still you're yeah. still you watch film in with your coaches and and your teammates. I, I'm assuming it's not like they're all watching film and Tyreek Hill's like, y'all, I'm a dip. Go play some Madden.
1: Okay, but here's the more terrifying part about this. What if he doesn't watch film? And he's doing this. That's scary. And killing cats on a week-in, week-out basis. Yeah, I
0: mean, and killing
1: kids. Do you know how devastating that would be as a defensive player if I found out that Tyreek Hill, don't give a damn about film, and he out here cooking me every week.
0: Like, literally gives zero. Come on, man.
1: That would give me extra motivation to, like, be prepared for him. I he would have w-
0: gone He would have gone for 2,000 last year ahead to a knock-on-down.
1: If I had heard that and I knew, I would have felt, number one, personally attacked if I was a defensive back, if I heard that, number one. Number two, I'm looking to knock his little ass out yeah. the next time I see him on the football field. Oh, you don't watch no tape, Tyreek? Got something for your small, you know, that that kind of thing, you know, uh, from the 214, <laughs> they believe him. That's right. Scrinth. That's what, that's what he said. Scrinth.
0: That's the word of the day. <laughs> Good call. Is that right? That's, okay.
1: That's an, that's an elite response there. You got the elite uh, clap text there. Text clap there. Good job. Uh, I can get with that. Yeah, Scrinth sk- as the. Uh, I don't even know what it means. <laughs> Well, you know what he was trying to say. Oh,
0: that part of it. Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> right. I like the realization that he came to it. It's like is it like it was the light bulb like instant yeah. like it went off. Like, oh, I I got it. I got it. Because there was it. like three of them in there. <laughs> but that was the one that That was, was one. That yeah. was the one that was throwing you off the ball. Yeah. I got you. I got you.
0: No, it just sounded so different <laughs> when Rico said it.
1: <laughs> Scrimp. That's right. Uh, Shout out. Speaking of the Dolphins, as this is around the Dolphins, apparently. uh, Left tackle Teron Armstead was injured. host for a week one return. Uh, Miami Dolphin left tackle Teron Armstead tweeted uh, he's aiming to be ready for the team's regular season opener after leaving Thursday's practice uh, with a knee injury. Yeah. Uh, It looked a lot worse, or at least the reports believed it
0: was pretty bad at the time.
1: Uh, Apparently, he injured his right leg on the first play of team drills during a joint practice with the Houston Texans. Uh, medical trainers eventually took him to the locker room on a cart. The four-time Pro Bowler posted a video of himself walking after practice and was seen leaving the training grounds with crutches. Uh, a source cl- close to ESPN says that Armstead's injury didn't appear serious, although further testing and evaluation are needed before a timetable is ultimately determined. It's big Big piece that
0: you're missing right there. You're too, especially as what yeah. it kind of brought us put it earlier today scrambled brains.
1: I look, man, some of the hits that that young man took, I was, dude, it was, it dude. was low key uncomfortable at times watching Tua talking about by Lola take some of the hits that he did, but
0: it was even more uncomfortable. See the, you know, the result.
1: Yeah, he would get up and start stumbling around. It's like, hey, man, hey, somebody, somebody come help him. Come help him. Ooh. A good point, 469, when it comes to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill got to catch him first, KG, to give him something. That's true. He, he on that's the very bench. Very true. He, he's sitting down on the bench somewhere. Somebody can come steal off on him, you know, while he's sitting down. I mean, You might get thrown out the game for it, but, you know. I feel like somebody got to stand up for these defensive backs because he can't be out here clowning people now watching tape. That's
0: that's not, cool. that's not cool. It's insane.
1: That's not cool. That's all.
0: just insane. dude.
1: Shout out to Will Chambers. Happy to be here. Roy McElroy, Brian Harmon share the uh, BMW lead at uh, Olympia Fields. Oh, Chicago. Now, yeah, Chicago. Yeah, Olympia Fields, Illinois. Uh, as Roy McElroy. U.S.
0: Open, former U.S. Open site. Is this the championship tour championship?
1: The BMW championship. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, as Roy McElroy and Brian Harmon have a share of the lead after the first round of the BMW Championship at Olympia Fields Country Club. Yeah, FedEx Cup, the race to it. <laughs> um, last year's winner, or the previous winner, is Patrick Cantlay. But yes, Brian Harmon, Roy McElroy tied at five under par, shooting five under 65s on their first round on Thursdays. Other notable names uh, in contention as the first round, Ricky Fowler, Scotty Scheffler, Colin Morikawa. Colin Young at four and three under par, respectively. Jordan Spieth, two under par after a two under par 68 on his first round. Today, the previous winner, Patrick Cantlay, also at two under par. John Rahm at two under par. Scotty's got to
0: get that putter right.
1: Uh, Star-studded field, though. Got to get it right. At the BMW Championship in Olympia. Yeah,
0: it's all the best. You know, you've got everybody out there that's... at the top of leaderboards pretty much all season long, and Mm -hmm. despite Scotty not putting very well, he's still tee to green, you know, arguably the best in the world. Uh, It's awesome to see Ricky Fowler back, you know, to being one of the top contenders again. Such a likable dude. Uh, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, and then, you know, Jordan. You know, Jordan was just kind of, you know, fledgling, you know, just kind of on that brink. It wasn't as bad as where Ricky had gone to, but wasn't all that far away either. And, uh, but yet he's had a resurgence in his game. So, it was great because these were all the guys uh, Jason Day, a part of that group, and Jason Day's had some good moments this year that they came up really young. They were hot at, you know, at one time, you know, with Jason Day being one, Rory being one, and then little by little, they started to fall a little bit. And now most of all of them have really, uh, you know, gotten back to a really good form.
1: The Nuggets and the Lakers, the Suns and the Warriors will tip off the NBA season. The NBA schedule was released today. Your Dallas Mavericks are going to be playing 28 nationally televised games this upcoming NBA season. But the 2023-24 season will tip off in Denver where the reigning Defending, undisputed Paul Heyman NBA champion, Denver Nuggets will raise a banner in Ball Arena as they host LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers on opening night. That will be on Tuesday, October twenty-fourth. Of course, the Nuggets dispatching of the Los Angeles Lakers in route to winning. Their first ever NBA championship in franchise history, taking out Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat, of course. Incredibly enough. NBA finals.
0: What a run. Philadelphia, by the way, in this game had lost a number of players to injuries. And, you know, one of the the things, yeah, yeah, that we, uh, you know, as we look ahead to Saturday, hoping, you know, we don't see anything like that, but. That's what you get in the uh, in the preseason.
1: Yeah, Mike McCarthy, of course, making the choice. that look, man, none of these starters are going to be playing uh, in the preseason. Dak Prescott, Micah Parsons, mm-hmm. among those number of starters that are not going to be playing in the preseason. And there's a good reason why. Look, there's a two-sided, you know, issue to that. Either you don't play them, and hey, we'll see you week one. But you just hope that they come out in week one ready to to ball and to play. Andy Reid, I admire Andy Reid for the idea that look, man, hey Patrick. Yeah, Patrick. I mean, get out there and play a little bit, man. Patrick's like, all right, cool.
0: And it's not like he hasn't had, you know, he hasn't been dinged up over the years.
1: Because if if I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and many of my family members are, if I'm a Chiefs fan, hey, hey, Patrick, Patrick, don't does not need to play. If there's one person in the league that doesn't need to see any preseason action, it's one Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Andy Reid's like, look, man, get out there, and get those reps. And Mahomes does it, and so far they've been able to. Get away with it. By the way, quick note, uh, of course, with the NBA schedule being released, Victor Wimbenyama will be making his NBA debut at home for the San Antonio Spurs against your Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. The first of what will be many, many a game over the next decade plus of Victor Wimbenyama versus Luka Doncic. I cannot wait. Until the first home game of the 2023-2024 NBA season. When Sean Heath, public address announcer for the Dallas Mavericks, announces that starting lineup for the Mavericks. And you get Luca and Kyrie together at the beginning of the season. And Sean Heath doing his thing. Shout out to my man, Sean Heath. Hope he's having a good offseason as he gets ready for yet another Mavericks campaign. Baller year. Oh, and by the way, too, this is my first time being on air since Dirk went into the uh, yeah. Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Absolutely incredible speech from yeah. Dirk. All 16. I mean,
0: everything you expected it to be, oh, and
1: yet it still was. I've watched that speech over three outstanding. times. Yeah. it's outstanding. Outstanding. Like, I love the way that he took the qualities and the life lessons that he's learned throughout his life. And connected them to his basketball journey and the people who he learned those things from. I thought it was beautifully done, and I know this is going to get some people, you know, hot and bothered and charged up around these parts. But damn it, Dwayne Wade bringing up his Screw daddy. That, dude. Look, Whatever. man, I don't care what you got to say about it. Dwayne Wade bringing his daddy up there at the end of that speech. Hey, man, that that's a that's a cold gesture, man. Because here's the thing: no matter how you may feel about Dwayne Wade, yeah, no, it was. I so, just hate him, and I felt in particular for me, because I'm a junior, like how Dwayne is. Mm-hmm. So to have, there are certain moments that you have father and son, especially when you share a name and you go through certain things together. And then for him to be able to share that moment with him, I thought it was, it was an amazing moment. And even, <laughs> it was funny, even Dwayne talked about it in his, you know, beginning of his speech, you know, as talked about, you know, getting to know Tony Parker and, you know, Pau Gasol throughout the journey of them getting to the hall. It's like for me and Dirk, it was therapy. And even Dirk had a good laugh about it. So, shout out to those who uh, made it into the uh, Nacer's Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. It was a really good ceremony, too. That it was. Uh, Those are some of your headlines here. Greg Popovich's speech was very good. It was. It was very good. Those are some of your headlines here on this Thursday night here on the Get Right.
0: We're going to go into Willie's World. And we're going to do so... By workshopping, and I've I've put some things together.
1: A a good friend, yeah, you've been working feverishly over here with this.
0: uh, A a close friend of mine sent me this yesterday. um, And with all this conference realignment in college football, he had his own. So I have put together my new conferences, and also, you're probably watching this show because it ended four years ago, and it just set a streaming record online. That, as we enter Willie's World next. You took your mom to a ludicrous concert? No, I took her to Janet Jackson. He just opened up, and let me tell you how awkward that was. <laughs> I got hoes at different area
1: codes. <laughs> it's the get right now. Look to the flow. <laughs> all, what got a five. little awkward. Three the fans, Gray, Will Chambers, Regal Mendoza. What's your mom say when uh She nothing. She stayed. so my sister
0: and I listened to so much uh, rap, and you know, in high school and going into college, and she and my stepdad—they never liked it, understood it, they hated it that we listened to it. <laughs> um, so she just kind of sat there. Now, the stuff that we listened to was actually much more vulgar than Luda, although Luda, get pretty vulgar. But <laughs> so she just kind of sat there and watched. It was more awkward for me,
1: really, just being like. Barely remember this stuff. See, you better than me. I'm like, hey, Mom, you you came with me, all right? So, you know, you, we're going to have a good time in this concert, okay? Janet here, Luda here. We're going to ha- handle business. By the way, I want you all to pray for me. Real we, quick. we will, yes. Uh, because tomorrow afternoon, I, I don't think I should say this out loud, but I'm going to say it anyway just because whatever. Uh, tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock, I got a chance to become husband of the year. Okay. Oh.
0: I actually know what you're talking about because I heard you telling Lucius earlier. This. Yeah.
1: So tomorrow, so Usher apparently decided to have more shows for the end of this year for his residency in Vegas. hmm And uh tickets go on sale tomorrow at two o'clock. If I get these tickets yeah. for my wife, you thought her birthday was great today? Your boy gonna be husband of the year. It's birthday week. When I tell you, she's been, ta- she been talking about this concert for a year now, almost, dude. Dude, Y'all Pray, pray, pray for your boy. Okay, two o'clock. i will try to make it happen. Okay.
0: Um, now, but, I mean, of all the concerts, too, would that is that the top of her list?
1: So she is a, a massive Beyonce fan. Uh, so she's seen Beyonce a few times. In fact, she's gonna see her in September. Uh, when they come back when she comes here um but this is the one that she wants to she wants to go to very very badly she's been talking about it for pretty much a year now at this point uh to go see usher and uh if i can make that happen yeah your boy yeah yeah two one four. she loved beyonce She, she she loved beyonce she's been been to beyonce but yeah but this is the one she this is the one for her uh, that if she can get to okay in Vegas,
0: Beyonce, Usher, I'm good with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you you've seen how the whole thing with the whole Usher concerts, you know, have been yeah. over the last year. They're just rave reviewed concerts. Shout out to Kiki Palmer, uh, that kind of thing.
0: Let's but go into it. Let's do it. Let's head into Willie's world. Let's do it. And we're going to talk about a show that you're likely watching. And you're discovering everybody else around you is watching it too. hmm But first, my good friend Winnie, he sent this over to me, so he's been kind of laying low, um, had some doctor stuff that uh, he was going through, so he's kind of like for two days basically just like in bed on the couch, whatever, and so he put this thing together. And he called it the National College Football Conference. Basically, two sides, American College Football Conference and the National College Football Conference. He's like, if everybody's just enjoying he's like, I'm going to put together my conferences. And I was like, yeah, that's a pretty fun little exercise to do. Um, He had four divisions and two conferences. So basically like the NFL, eight teams each. But you couldn't really do it that way, so I amended and did mine. And I wonder what you all would think and what you would do here. All
1: right. All right.
0: So I did 13 team conferences. I'll call this one the American Southwest. 13 team conferences. Well, hell, you've got 14 and 16 and 18 coming. That's right. Well, I mean, you know, I I think. And we would do away with no divisions. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd have, you know, a few in your conference that you play every single year. Just kind of like how they have been doing it. Sure. And then like a rotation. Okay. You know, like once every four years, Kentucky will play LSU. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? Um, And then once every eight, they have them at home. You know, you do that whole thing. Mm -hmm. So, kind of like that. And then you'd have, you know, that enables you to have a few non-conference games too. So, anyway. American Southwest goes like this. You got Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas Tech, Baylor, Kansas K-State. This sounds like the Big 12, which it is. But you will also have SMU, Arkansas, Houston, and Tulane. So for all you Big 12 fans out there, and fans of the old Southwest Conference, all that kind of stuff. A little bit of twist. Yeah, well, let me know if I missed any that should be in there. Because there's also going to be a national Southwest, which I didn't get
1: to. Did you have SMU in there?
0: SMU is in here.
1: Okay, because TCU told SMU to kick rocks, apparently. Yeah. Yikes. All right, I'll come. i I'm cool with that. Tulane is interesting. I know that, they, you know, the whole Big 12 deal. Well, uh, oh,
0: I mean... Again, obviously, I'm going regional.
1: Yeah, regional. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. I'll bite. All right. Cool. The American Southwest
0: Conference. Uh, So, do you want to do like the Big Ten split up or the SEC ACC
1: split up? Ooh, the SEC ACC split up. How do we do that? Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, American or national first? National. National. Florida. Tennessee. Georgia, Clemson, Kentucky, Louisville, Cincinnati, North Carolina, South Carolina, Duke, NC State, Florida State, and Vandy.
1: Well, Vandy going to continuously get their ass whooped every year in that conference.
0: But wherever you put them, they're going to get their <laughs> ass whipped. I mean, it's, you're going to have, you know, one or two of those
1: in <laughs> every one. And with all due respect to your Kentucky Wildcats, that ain't, it, that ain't the move for them either in that conference. Yikes. No, you, not really. You got some heavy hitters in there. Yeah. Georgia. Well, Georgia, yeah. Clemson. Well, uh, Clemson right now. I'm just going off historical, you know.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if they were playing in a conference next year— It would be Georgia would be the top team.
1: Tennessee Um, would be good.
0: Yeah. But then Kentucky would be like the third team.
1: Do you have Florida State in there?
0: Florida State, yeah.
1: Yeah, Florida State will win the ACC this year, I think.
0: Okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Yeah. Florida State. But anyway, they'd be like top five in there. So Okay, so then let's go to the American Southeast. All right. LSU, Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Wake, Miami, South Carolina, Florida Atlantic, East Carolina.
1: Oh, shout out to Florida Atlantic and East Carolina getting in there. Owls, oh. Yeah, right. Pirates. Uh, I'm pretty much good with that one. I did say you,
0: Texas Tech, by the way, in that one in there.
1: You threw me off when you went to the uh, to the Virginias. Did you have mm-hmm. Virginia, West Virginia, in there? That's no. Me. Or which Virginia? West
0: Virginia is going in another area?
1: So you just named the regular Virginia. Yeah, and okay. Virginia Tech. And Virginia, okay, that was the other. Okay, yeah.
0: So that's kind okay. of a split up with the ACC and the SEC. Okay. Now the Big Ten was tough to go along with some other schools in there. Again, going regionally because the American I have is way better than the national.
1: Well, let me ask you: How many total schools did you have in this? Do you know?
0: Uh, let's see: 26, 52, 65 so far. Because
1: I only have five. Okay,
0: all right, yeah. So right. I don't. I don't have. I haven't done the West Coast or anything like that. Oh, okay. For another day. All right. So the American Midwest would be Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, Maryland, Rutgers, West Virginia, Penn State, Pitt, Miami of Ohio, Indiana, Notre Dame and Navy. So let's look at the top ones here. Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, Penn State, you know, Michigan State. That's that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, if I'm Miami of Ohio and Navy, uh-uh, who? Yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Because <laughs> where do I win ball games at in that in that conference? I'm not winning a lot of ball games if I'm Miami of Ohio. Hey,
0: somebody's got to be the doormat. <laughs> the national Midwest would be Iowa, Iowa State, Nebraska, Northwestern, Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Western Michigan, Army, Akron, BYU, Air Force, Colorado. Ooh, that's see a, how one's definitely. That's, because that's you the can't,
1: weakest of the five that you've put out there. No doubt. But yeah. you, you
0: have to keep Ohio State and Michigan. If you're going to have Michigan, you yeah. got to have Michigan State. Sure. And then if you're going to go, I went more with an eastern part of the Midwest mm-hmm. and then a western part of it. And it just, it does Woo! at the moment separate definitely the powers. So anyway, what do we think about that? Stew on that. 877-881-1053.
1: Uh, first of all, your exercise underscores the idea that this stuff is hella hard to do. It, yeah, <laughs> try to do it on your own. Yeah. It is really tough. Yeah, and all these commissioners of all these conferences trying to put all this together in terms of realignment. Yikes.
0: No, it's just it's Greg big... Greg Sankey. Yeah, Sankey's just the czar. Let's be honest, he's got the most power to just be him.
1: I'm about to say, he is, he is the most powerful man in college football. Absolutely. College football. Who else is watching Suits? My wife. Did you ever watch Suits? A little bit. A little bit. I never did. I'm a massive Gina Torres fan. Which one's Gina Torres? Come on, man. Jessica Pearson.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what's funny about that? Because you know you know me well. You know how big of a 24 freak I am. Yeah. So Jessica Pearson and then um, uh, uh, Woodside. Tb Woodside. Uh huh. They had um. They had an affair in twenty four. Their characters did, and now they have one here in Suits.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: Um. So I was out with some friends uh, a few weeks ago, and they were talking about uh you know this couple and they're like yeah like so we've been watching Suits and I was like yeah I never saw that but I saw it's on Netflix, so I started watching it. I kid you not five other people I've talked to, this show ended in 2019. hmm It's like, yeah, I've been watching Suits, too. I've been killing it. It's really good. Well, I'm reading this uh, from uh, earlier today. Suits just set a streaming record years after it ended. Here's what's going on. So this was a, a legal drama that was on the USA Network for a while. Oh, I remember. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. And it's about You know, these uh, lawyers in New York City, this uh, prominent, one of the most prominent law firms there. What's corporate lawyers? Now, what most people know about it uh, since, because Meghan Markle, of course, was in it. She plays um, a paralegal on the show and uh, is one of the main characters. Well... There's a lot of other things that go into this. One, you know, we've got the writer's strike going on, so there isn't a ton of new stuff coming out. But I I think I know really the reason why, two reasons why this is now breaking records. Okay. And the biggest issue I have with a lot of Netflix shows, Prime shows, uh, Apple TV, Hulu, whatever, because there's a number of them. Like right now, Only Murderers in the Building. Love that show. Haven't watched an episode of this year yet. Dynasty about the LA Lakers oh, on HBO. HBO. Yep. Will not watch an episode yet. You want to know why?
1: Are you waiting for it to end or just waiting for the season at to At
0: least 5 episodes in. Yeah. Suits you get to binge. Mm-hmm. These other ones, I can't wait week to week anymore, man. I can't watch one and be like, "God, I need to cram I mean just slam through at least like 5 episodes." I've already on. I've, I've been doing this for a couple weeks on suits. I'm like on season
1: midway through season four because it was what seven or eight seasons of the show. There's nine. Okay, nine. There, there you go. But the cast is excellent.
0: Meghan Markle is excellent in it. But you know, it's all essentially based around this uh, this one lawyer. Uh, in this article, a talented but self-centered lawyer named Harvey Specter. It's played by Gabriel Mott. And then he hires this smart young guy to be his associate, even though he doesn't have a law degree. This is a Mike Ross character. Mm-hmm. And that plays in... Um, it's just a really good legal drama that gives you all the things that you want. The cast is excellent, and uh, it's been awesome. So I'm sure a lot of you out there, you know.
1: You know who I find most annoying so far in watching this and kind of going back and watching it over again? I can't. Like, I get his little complex, but I can't stand Lid. Like he, Yeah. He got this whole complex with Harvey. Harvey's always going to be a number one. Lewis is a little guy trying to come up and, you know. But that's what makes the show great. You no, no, know, I, know, I get the dichotomy, but it's just like, hey, yeah. dog, like, slow your roll, man. It's
0: like, you know, it's, to me, to me, uh, and I somewhat like the character, but the guy that annoys me the most is actually Mike Ross. Oh, I
1: see. Yeah, in a lot of you ways. You know, I'm like, come on. Because him know, and Rachel stay into it. Like, hey, can y'all get it together, man? Damn yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Damn and it. then, you know, he's constantly, oh, you know, doesn't see the forest through the trees, mm-hmm, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of deal. But, uh. Yeah, you always have those like weird characters. I always felt like the characters that you either hate or get super annoyed by are usually the ones that are very well acted and are so necessary in the show because it gives you something to root for against and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Sometimes they can be annoying just because they're terrible actors. That's not the case here with whomever plays. No, it's very,
1: very, very, very excellently acted. Um, and there's other names that come as the series goes on. Yeah, like yeah. The like
0: D.B. Woodside doesn't come in until, shoot, season three, I think.
1: Well, some of the other names, we're going to go to break real quick. Some of the other names that wound up gracing this uh, series, uh, Katherine Heigel. Oh, uh, really? Uh, oh, I haven't yeah. gotten to her yet. Oh, yeah. Catherine Heigel, Wendell Pierce.
0: Oh, yeah, Wendell Pierce is already in it. That plays uh, Meghan
1: Markle's father. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner. No uh, kidding. Yeah, he eventually makes his way. Into, like, it, it was some heavy hitters uh, in suits that eventually made their way and passed through different iterations of um, of the show. So, yeah, it's, it's a good, really good show.
0: Really yeah. Good show. By the way, yeah, so D.B. Woodside, if you don't know who I'm talking about, is... Uh, uh, Dulé
1: Hill as well. Dulé Hills. You remember for, uh, the show Psych?
0: Yes, okay. Yeah, Dulé
1: Hill's a part of the show as well, I like, guess. Yeah.
0: D.B. Woodside was President Wayne Palmer, the younger brother of David Palmer,
1: in, I remember, uh, in 24. Season, yes, yeah,
0: 6, 24.
1: Such a damn good show. I miss 24. It's Final Call next on The Get Right. I've
0: watched that 13 times. Can I say one thing real quick? Shout out my boy in there, Twello Justin. I see you. I see you, dog.
1: That's my dude. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Uh, a little Doja Cat in the in uh, the night here on the get right. Uh, damn two one four. Damn Casey, you look like you haven't slept in days. Well, you ain't got to call out a brother like that now.
0: <laughs> um, Twenty four is the best show ever. Jack Bauer is the best character ever. Jack I mean, Bauer or
1: something else, man. Yeah, uh,
0: I s- mean. And I said 13. No, I have gone through that entire series approaching 20 times, probably.
1: It's a great TV show. It's great. Uh, I'm good, 214. I appreciate your concern, I think. Uh, it's the Get Right Reg, KG right here on 105 to the fan. One final time. Kevin Gray, Will Chambers, Regal Mendoza. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for hanging Love out it. with me tonight. Love it. Uh, Love doing Reg. the night shows. It's uh, not easy
0: to do but uh, with the work schedule, but
1: it's always great timing. No, I feel you, man. I appreciate that. I uh, also want to thank RJ Ochoa of SB Nation's blog and the boys, manager and editor-in-chief, for joining us at 720, and also Mac Engel. Maximus. Uh, the Fort Worth star Telegram for joining us at 820 tonight. If you miss anything during our four-hour show, make sure you hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app. You don't even need to do that now. What's
0: great about the app, I noticed that the app got... Um,
1: got an update to it?
0: Yeah, where... You literally go on the show and you can see the topics on each segment.
1: Yep. You can uh, I, do that.
0: I did that uh, just a few days ago when I wanted to go back. I was texting
1: Heggy I was like, hey, I was like, when did you guys have Tyrese Maxey? Mm hmm. Yeah. Go back and listen to it. Click yeah. on it. And you can listen yep. to any segment there. Or you can go to 105 com, and uh, you can click on the Get Right podcast page. And you can hear you. me say that, uh, you know, just you can you play <laughs> the damn position? <laughs> That's right. Uh, All love, 214, all love. Again, shout out to those at Fat Daddy's. damn position. That's right. That's right. Can you or can't you? (laughs) Um, Shout out to all those at Fat Daddy's as well for night number two of Fan Phenom 2023 at 781 West Debbie Lane in Mansfield. I'll be at the location next Thursday night at Twin Peaks in Louisville, 2601 South Stimmons Freeway. Following the G Bag Nation, they get with the, done with their program at six o'clock. When is this? Uh, next Thursday night, FanFest 2023. It's each, I'll be th- there. each Thursday of the month. It's one of my hoods. Uh, yeah, so come hang out with me. The three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold, Gavin Spittle. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna put on my judge hat and see what y'all got and see if y'all can bring it. Just like the Rock, just bring it.
0: I just want to meet y'all because I want to meet y'all too. That's the he, part.
1: One of y'all is gonna be working with me at one, some point. That's right. That's right. Uh, so
0: I don't know I'll, if that, that that may draw. <laughs> that
1: may hinder attendance, but. <laughs> y'all don't want to work with Will, damn it. No. no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, so hopefully y'all had a good time at Fat Daddy's. Twin, Peak, Twin Peaks, Louisville next week. Uh, 2601 South Stimmons Freeway. Fan phenom night number three following the G-Bag Nation. It's the final call here on the Get Right. Shout out to the good guys. Had the day off today. Back on the diamond tomorrow when they welcome in the Milwaukee Brewers uh, to begin a weekend series as the Rangers look to get back in the win column after dropping the third game of their three-game series to the Los Angeles. Angels still maintain their lead in the AL West as they are still
0: in. Still zero, 0-0 zero in the bottom of the seventh from uh, Chavez-Ravine.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, as the Dodgers are hosting the Milwaukee Brewers. Go to extras, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep them out as Play long. Play all night. As, you, as long as you want to. Uh, as the Rangers, of course, maintain their two-and-a-half game lead in the AL West over those Houston Astros. Game one tomorrow at Globe Life Field. Uh, Shout-out to Dwight Powell, Team Canada. They got a win today over Spain. As Without Murray. Yeah, no, yeah, Jamal Murray's not going to be playing in the World Cup. So, kind of
0: expected that.
1: So, no Christos Porzingis. No Jamal Murray, no Giannis either for Greece. He's not going to be playing for Greece in the World Cup. Uh, but Dwight Powell today, 12 points, 12 rebounds in Canada's win over Spain today. So shout out to longtime Dallas Maverick center, Dwight Powell. Um, business do you though. see what Jalen Brunson did here tonight? I didn't get a chance to watch the game the other night. See, <laughs> Dude, after, once Luca was not going to play against yeah. uh, team, I was out. I was like, oh, I'm not watching. Well, this. no, this was the uh, or the Spain USA game? Spain. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't get. A chance Hudson to Brunson went nine for nine. Of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. I, I love twenty one points. Man. I don't care if he played for the Knicks. I love Jalen Brunson. Man. How do you not like watching his come up and the years of work that he put in with the Mavericks, and then for him to get his bag in New York had a terrific year for New York. I, I'm. Anything that Jalen Brunson does, I'm happy for the guy because he he worked his ass off here, and I'm glad yeah. that he's um getting all the the Grinder, man. Yeah, he was fantastic. Um but yeah, nine for nine, though? Yeah.
0: Damn. They shot like fifty four percent from three, I want to say. That's good <laughs> stuff, man. Good for
1: them.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's defense is being played. <laughs> hey. Uh, the Spaniards, were, I don't know how good on D they are.
1: Yeah, not a very deep team this year is uh, Team Spain. But, uh, I mean, Team USA is the, the favorite to win the FIBA World Cup. But, yeah, hopefully Lucas is going to be okay because I just need my man to be healthy <laughs> by the time we get to training camp here in a few weeks. Yeah, it was just
0: precautionary.
1: Yeah, I know. They are they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna... <laughs> they said they called it an unfavorable blow. I know. I saw that. I was like, yo. <laughs> All right.
0: All right. Without even seeing the play, I'm like, I, I got a good idea what happened there.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, it'll be all right. Uh, appreciate the hard work of my man Rego Mendoza on this Thursday night. Appreciate your way to do it, bro, and uh, holding down for us here on the get right as we uh, end our show with little Mac Miller and uh, Anderson Pock on this night. I see what you're doing there. Uh, tune in tomorrow morning, Sean and RJ, 5:30 a.m. As Bobby Belt and Sean Sharif conclude their week without Chop. Chop it out, you know. He's he's had an ordeal. Gallivant in Michigan, losing luggage and all kinds of stuff. Hopefully, my man Chop's all right. Uh, 5.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Sean and RJ, KC Masterpiece, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. G-Bag Nation tomorrow tomorrow as well.
0: Have you 10 to 2.30 with uh, Chris Arnold and yours truly before uh, we go into Rangers and then going into Cowboys Saturday in the Fan Jam.
1: We'll talk to y'all later on The Get Right. Y'all have a good night. Peace.
2: I want to go to a Broadway show. I want to eat a Cucci board.